Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Ed Asner, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will welcome back our friend Don Wells in our second hour. Don Wells, the actress known around the world as Marianne Summers on Gilligan's Island. The Hollywood Museum will be honoring Don Wells later this month with a new lobby exhibit that will also commemorate the 55th anniversary of the premiere of Gilligan's Island. We'll tell you more about that when Don Wells joins us in our second hour. Stay tuned for that. Joining us later on this hour will be Michael Irby. Michael is one of the busiest actors on TV today. You can see him right now on FX's Mayans MC and HBO's Barry. Michael Irby will join us later on in this hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, I am sure by now that all of you have heard about the passing of Valerie Harper. Valerie Harper, the Emmy Award-winning actress known to all of us as Rhoda Morgenstern on the Mary Tyler Moore Show in her own series, Rhoda. Valerie Harper passed away on Friday, August 30th, one week after her 80th birthday. Prior to her death, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, and I recorded a segment via Skype for This Week in TV History to mark the occasion of Harper's 80th birthday. That segment is intended as a celebration of Harper's life and career, and we will play that for you right now. August 22nd, 1939, Valerie Catherine Harper is born. Uh. And of course, she is best known as Rhoda. I can say Rhoda Morgan, sir, but if I say Rhoda, nobody's going to go, who? So, uh, yeah, definitely remembered best as Rhoda uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and her own spinoff, Rhoda. But also she played Valerie Hogan on a sitcom called Valerie, which goes back to our Carol O'Connor story. Um, In that she did a walkout over a contract dispute. She felt the network breached its contract, and being a New Yorker born and raised and through and through, she was not afraid to stand her ground and stand up for her principles. In this case, the network played hardball, and they basically wrote her out and killed her off of her own show. And the show became Valerie's family, which, frankly, I had a hard time watching. I could not watch it. She was replaced by Sandy Duncan. Who was the aunt, which I didn't like her backstory. She was an actress in New York and threw it all away to come take care of her sister. Was it her sister? No, it, or was, he... uh, it was, it should be Valerie's sister-in-law. I, st- yeah, I don't I... think nobody would ever believe Sandy Duncan is Valerie Harper's sister. No. Um... So there were a lot of, there were a lot of issues with it. And I don't know, you kill off uh, the lead in the show someone who was well-loved, and just depressing. I mean, oh, it, it, oh. It, it's amazing from the network standpoint. The risk paid off because that show did have a run. It was Valerie's family, then it became the Hogan's, and then it became the Hogan family, or, or the Hogan family, then just the Hogan's. No, no, wait, was, was it ever Valerie's family? 
It was Valerie's family when they killed off Valerie. Yeah, for like a half a season. And then it became the Hogan family. But what I remember more, mostly once it morphed into the Hogan family, Sandy Duncan aside, it essentially became the Jason Bateman show. Yeah, and Jason Bateman had already, you know, to his credit, uh, Jason Bateman, he was on Silver Spoons. Mm -hmm. He was a breakout character. He got his own sitcom uh, called It's Your Move, yeah. which he was brilliant in. It was just one of those shows where the premise really, you could only milk so much out of the premise. But David Garrison was also uh, kind of his foil. Yes. And he got you know hired immediately on a show called Married with, with Children, Children. Yeah. Uh, which was the same people. So, uh, you know, uh, Jason Bateman, I think, was really showing himself even at that early age. Yeah, he could... He was very good in situation comedy at a very early age. And, yeah, he was already getting a lot of the focus on Valerie. But the other thing about the uh, Valerie sitcom, the big part of the premise was that Valerie was married to a pilot played by Josh Taylor, uh, who was also uh, Moonlight. He was, he was on uh, Days of Our Lives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you would see... The husband, the dad, maybe in the beginning or the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what Valerie was dealing with was having to be both mom and dad while her husband would be away right. flying. Because he would be going, you know, so sometimes you'd see him at the beginning and the end. So what happened? And then she gets the vent and he was, you know, a great sounding board for her. The two of them were wonderful together, by the way, the chemistry that those two had. But when they killed off Valerie... Uh, part of the storyline was that her, her husband, Mike, took a leave of absence from work. And, uh, you know, then when he had to go back to work, his sister came in to help fill in. But the character of Mike really got elevated after they killed off Valerie. So yeah, could, yeah they could, needed a parent. Yeah, so even though he was a pilot, he was, he was a presence more often. So uh, it got uh, Josh Taylor had to basically had to, had to leave Days of Our Lives at that time. And, you know, he was there as a, a much more series uh, regular. The show Valerie ran from 1986 and then finished in 1991. So in, in its various incarnations, I'd say it was a Lorimar production. And, uh, yeah, she was trying to juggle career raising sons with an absent uh, pilot husband. Yeah, no, Valerie was killed off after the second season. And uh, she did settle with uh, the powers that be sometime later. So there was some sort of settlement that was agreed to. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Skype as we celebrate the life of Valerie Harper, the Emmy Award-winning star of Rhoda and the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Valerie Harper died Friday, August 30th at the age of 80. This is my takeaway when I think about Valerie Harper. Her personal end of Valerie aside, she remained a presence on television for about 15 years. When you think of the beginning of the Mary Tyler Moore show in 1970 to the end of her time on Valerie 86, 87, that's like 15, 16 years. And she was still doing movie of the weeks during that five-year period between the end of Rhoda and 
and Valerie's family. So she was pretty much on network television nonstop for 15 years. Not too many people can say that. The other thing is a lot of times you have a breakout supporting character on a popular show and the powers that be think, oh, let's put her at her own show. Not realizing that sometimes supporting players work as supporting players and not as leads. Valerie Harper proved that she was a good supporting player and she was a good lead. She was a good lead. I remember the pilot episode of Rhoda and, you know, everything happened so fast in that pilot episode. Now looking back, you know, she's supposed to, you know, the premise was she's supposed to visit her sister, Brenda. Mm-hmm. And then she meets this guy named Joe and falls for Joe and Joe's asks him her to stay and she decides to stay in, in New York and not go back to Minneapolis. And then, you know, before you know it, she's engaged to Joe and they're getting married. And, uh, you know, I mean, everything happened really, really quickly. And I think they regretted that the course of events was not the best idea to get Rhoda back to New York, married off, and then they realize, okay, we made a mistake marrying her off, and then she and Joe eventually separate and get divorced. For somehow, the, the show still managed to survive with all the um, the little, let's say, uh, falls that they went across. Yeah. Uh, she was also uh, with a great ensemble between Julie Kavner and uh, Nancy Walker mm. and Harold Gould, Harold. David Groh, who was Joe, who was, I think, uh, a wonderful counterpart to Rhoda. They just kind of forced them to get married so quickly. And I'm wondering, you know, the the origin of of what what was the rush? Could they not have a normal romantic relationship? Ratings? Ratings? Yeah, ratings. Yes, but how how long was the show on the air before Rhoda got married? Half a year. Yeah. And and the show... On TV, that's about right, though. Yeah. She was still, for you know, at least that first season, really closely connected to Mary, too. Because you would see episodes of both shows where they would call each other. There was an episode where Mary, of the Mary Tyler Moore show, where Mary would decide to call Rhoda. She was dating a guy also named Joe. And so she calls up New York to talk to Rhoda because it's the only person she could talk to about, you know, whether to go further on with this relationship. And it's a kind of like a split screen with... Valerie Harper and David Groh, and they're trying to sleep. And, of course, uh, Joe is getting confused because Valerie keeps using the word Joe, referring to Mary's new boyfriend. And so it was you know, a, a cool gag. But I remember watching Valerie when uh, Joe proposed to... I'm sorry, I don't know, watching Rhoda. Joe proposed to uh, Rhoda. She immediately calls Mary. And the next shot is Tyler Moore's house. Yeah, in Minneapolis, and you know when 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 Mary you know was still uh, sleeping in the living room on the sofa bed, and then she calls Mary to say that you know I'm getting married, and then Mary is jumping on the bed, you know it's kind of a freeze frame, and you see all the credits, and you know so it picks up, and then the next thing you know, uh, Mary is there's an episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and I forgot what the storyline was, but the running through line was. Okay, uh, you're going to drive me to the airport, right, so I can get to Rhoda's wedding. Oh, uh, and Lou didn't want to buy a gift. He wanted Mary to buy the gift. So uh, Mary winds up buying all the wedding gifts for everybody at the TV station for Rhoda because nobody knew what to buy her. And then the episode ends when they're leaving leaving work and they're going to drive. Murray and and Lou is going to drive Mary to the airport. 
so she could go to the wedding, which was, I think, on a Saturday night. The wedding episode was a Monday night. Mm -hmm. And then they're at the airport. Uh, the flight's delayed. Finally, the plane lands. Rhoda's there to greet Mary. And then right behind Mary is a really drunk Lou and Murray wearing the same thing that they wore. You know, said, yeah, because the flight kept getting delayed, so they kept ordering more drinks. And then they said, you know, once in a while, you got to do something really stupid. And this was the occasion. So they were so drunk, they bought tickets for the plane. And then just when you think, okay, this is this is funny enough. And they said, oh, yeah, one other thing. And then uh, Phyllis comes off the plane. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm surprised to see you. Why is that? Because I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And you have to see the full episode. And in the syndication package, it gets... So much gets cut out. But if, you, if you're able to find the full episode on YouTube or something, there's a whole uh, gag uh, at baggage claim. And then once you get all of that settled in, they're all having uh, Lou and, um, and Murray and Joe and Rhoda's father, played by Harold Gould Martin, was yeah. his character. They're all having drinks and cigars at the dining room table, and all the women are in another part of uh, Nancy Walker's apartment. And then the doorbell rings. Nancy Walker goes to the door. And it's Georgette. Mm -hmm. And what gets cut a lot, so you may not have ever seen this bit, Georgette is saying hello to Mrs. Morgenstern, and she can't hear her. <laughs> Mrs. No, she's like, you know, trying to get the wax out of her ears. Says, I'm sorry, dear, what were you saying? You know, it just and she would explain that she actually decided to drive from Minneapolis for the wedding and she's so happy to be in New York and and, and uh yeah, Ida Morgenstern cannot hear uh, the frequency that Georgette speaks in. <laughs> and you know, it was just a funny gag because I guess we're all, we weren't all so used to hearing uh, Georgia Ingalls' voice, and now you introduce her to a new character who just can't hear anything that she's saying. And then you have the whole comedy of errors where Phyllis forgets to take uh, Rhoda. Rhoda to her Rhoda. wedding. And it's, it's really one of the few times, except for in the opening credits, where you see exterior scenes. Of New York. Of New York. She had to get to the to the Bronx for the wedding, and she's on a subway. And uh, Valerie Harper running through New York in the wedding dress, going down into oh, the subway. With, she throws a cardigan over her over her wedding dress, which was hysterical. Yeah, I mean, so you have so much. And then while they're at all these people packed in the Morgensterns' apartment band and everything and, and and basically the ensemble of two sitcoms crammed into this apartment and phyllis shows up and they go where's rhoda oh no i forgot rhoda and the look on nancy, nancy walker, walker oh god that was i mean first of all you oftentimes when you cross over these shows you have one writing team that doesn't know how to write for the other characters and now you have basically two ensembles together and nancy walker the look of homicide that she's going to do. I mean, it was so, just so, the way that she was going to kill Phyllis. I mean, you had these brilliant performers that all worked together 
so beautifully and the synergy between the two shows i mean it was amazing and then you have phyllis apologizing you know won't anybody forgive me and then georgette says i forgive you but if i were you i'd get my tail out of here and it's the phyllis apology tour i mean you could never have a, a better synergy of two sitcoms being blended together with wonderful writing teams i think happy days and laverne and shirley were able to pull that off on a couple occasions but uh, otherwise, you never saw that synergy. I just think the event happened too soon in the storyline. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Skype as we celebrate the life of Valerie Harper, the Emmy Award-winning star of Rhoda and the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Valerie Harper died Friday, August 30th, at the age of 80. Okay, Rhoda. Rhoda moves to New York. Yeah. A year later, she gets married. She and Joe are married... How soon into the show did they divorce, and how much longer did the show last? I believe the entire second season, they were happily married. So um, they were happily married for a year and a half, a season and a half. And then some, at some point between the start of the second season and the start of the third season, CBS and or MTM Enterprises realized, okay, maybe we shouldn't have married her. And so... That's when the decision was made to break them up. And the separation and divorce, as I recalled, was played out over a series of shows at the start of the third season. And by the end of the third season, Rhoda was divorced and back on her own. And the show played for another two full seasons after that. But I believe in both the fourth and the fifth years, the formats were slightly different. Aroda had different jobs. Kind of interesting that one of the original concepts for the Mary Tyler Moore show, that she was a divorcee moving to the big city, mm-hmm. and a few years later, not only do you have a divorced woman, you see her go through the divorce. Yeah. Which goes which to... I think- We've grown. The country had grown. The country had grown. It was it, it, it was okay to portray a character going through a divorce, A, and B. It was okay to see a character going through a divorce that was not played by Mary Tyler Moore because, as, as we've talked about before, there was a perception at, on the network level that if you had Mary Richards be a divorced woman, people would automatically think of her as Laura Petrie, and you don't, they didn't want Laura Petrie divorcing no. Dick Van Dyke. And, and also, I think Mary Tyler Moore just was that institution uh, that, you know, Mary Richards, Mary Tyler Moore, people would not distinguish that. Because also, going back to the wedding episode, there's an intercom uh, that they have in uh, the Morgan Stern's apartment, but it's not a, a speaker like in uh, Brenda's apartment where you could talk to Carlton. Yeah. It was just a little earpiece you put to your ear. And then you spoke into a microphone, so it wasn't, you know, broadcast. And, you know, Mary has a little speaker to her ear, and you you only hear Mary's side of the conversation. And uh, she said, what do you want me to tell Phyllis? And then there's a pause. And said, oh, Rhoda, I'm from a small town. I can't say that. <laughs> 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 uh, it was Brenda that shows up. I can. I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> uh, so even, you know, Mary, you know, couldn't even convey a message that was profanity-laced. You yeah. know, it was like, she had to say, no, I can't get away with saying that. 
again, you had these shows that came and they were wonderful when they were there. We missed them. Uh, when Mary Tyler Moore died, I think I watched a whole bunch of these milestone episodes, everything. I watched the wedding, you know, Rhoda's wedding, watched Chuckle the Clown's uh, funeral uh, and, and, and a few others that just kind of stand out that stay with you. Uh, but yeah, to, but to look at the ensemble that Valerie Harper was with. Also, uh, Valerie Harper uh, was, uh, she ran for the president of Screen Actors Guild. She lost to Melissa Gilbert. And uh, yeah, and I remember um, that campaign uh, because it was Rhoda versus Half Pint. Um, <laughs> and, and she did have a lot of support. She did have a yes. lot of support. Uh, and she was very outspoken. She was, you know, and of course, you know, one of her co stars, Ed Asner, was a Screen Actors Guild president. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, several years earlier, but she, um, she she ran twice, didn't she? I, I think you are right. I think she did run run more than once. So she was very active, uh, trying to improve um, uh, working conditions for working actors. Um, so she, you know, wasn't just you know she was she was one of those people who did get involved with good causes and uh, really did uh, you know. In spite of, you know, her own success, she was giving back to the community. Just one final point. We've been talking a lot about how it's hard to, in, in a way, it's, it's hard to separate Valerie Harper from Mary Tyler Moore because that, that was her ascension uh, as a television star and that put her on the map for a lot of us. I learned recently that, in a way, we have another iconic TV actress to thank for Valerie Harper, that would be Arlene Galanka. Arlene Galanka was Valerie's roommate in New York in the 60s when they were both starring on and off Broadway. And Arlene Galanka first came to fame as part of a comedy album called You Don't Have to Be Jewish, which was released in 65, something like that. And then a couple of years later, I'm guessing it's Columbia decided to do a sequel called When You're in Love, The Whole World is Jewish. And Arlene Galanka was not able to do the second album. She was doing a play or something, but she convinced the producers of the album to let her roommate Valerie Harper audition for her role. Valerie got the job. And that led to other opportunities, which eventually led her to be on the Mary Tyler Moore show. So, so in a small way, we have Arlene Galanka to thank for Valerie Harper. And we are all the better for it. Valerie Harper's longtime friend and fellow Mary Tyler Moore show cast member, Ed Asner, had this to say about her passing. Valerie was a brilliant artist with a myriad of ideas on how to make the character more interesting. She was also a fighter for those less fortunate. Valerie Harper died Friday, August 30th at the age of 80. We'll take a quick time out, then Michael Irby will join us next on TV Confidential. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Attention sports fans. Now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow. If you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free free installation as soon as tomorrow but you gotta call all american dish right now 800-296-1251-800-296-1251-800-296-1251 that's 800-296-1251 become an advertiser or underwriter of tv confidential and let our brand help promote your brand to find out more Go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series a set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk 
at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.